Hey, this is Colin James, and you're listening to Make a Scene on Pacific Northwest Radio. Hey, this is Sherelle Jardine, and you're listening to Make a Scene Canada on Pacific Northwest Radio. Make a Scene is sponsored by Zed Productions. Zed Productions is a full-service production company offering the best studios and services to suit your project and budget, from recording to mixing and mastering. Contact Sheldon Zaharko at SheldonZaharko.com. On Make a Scene, I promote Canadian artists and play some wicked music from them. Make a Scene Canada will introduce you to music from new and established artists. And if you love the show and would like to donate to Make a Scene, please visit PacificNorthwestRadio.com and click the Donate button. And if you're interested in sponsoring the station or Make a Scene or advertising with us, please get in touch. Our email is PacificNorthwestRadio at gmail.com. And in the subject line, put Make a Scene or Pacific Northwest Radio or maybe one of our other programs. And you can find them all on PacificNorthwestRadio.com. On tonight's show, I have the pleasure of speaking to Colin James, and we're going to get him on the line right now. Hi, Sherelle. We have Colin on the line. Oh, fantastic. Thank you. Hi, Colin. Hi. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be on Make a Scene Canada. You bet. You know, I wanted to start out by congratulating you on your Juno nomination for Miles to Go. Thank you. Now, I want to go back a little bit to the beginning for a few minutes. Um, you were told back in 88, just over 30 years ago now, when you got your first record deal by your producer not to play any blues because the label wanted a pop hit. And your first self-titled album was in 88 with hits like Five Long Years, Voodoo Thing, your second album, Sudden Stop, in 90, and your fans were starting to multiply like crazy. And one of your biggest albums in 93, Colin James and the Little Big Band, was a swing revival album long before any other bands were doing it. The labels, critics, and fans hated it before it went triple platinum in Canada. So obviously people were loving it. I know I did. I got to ask you, when all the negativity was going on at that moment, how did you keep yourself focused and, and what did you do to keep believing in yourself? Uh, in regards to the little big band, the yeah. first little big band record. Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, we really were looking at whatever the alternative was. And, and, and at that time, you know, the whole kind of, Northwest Pacific Northwest grunge thing had come in and really put the brakes on a lot of kind of what was going on. So, you know, we, we were sitting there kind of thinking, okay, well, what, you know, what can we do? And it kind of felt like you could kind of feel the business was going to get taken over for a while by other things, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it was an instinctive way to do something that was, um, would kind of stand out on its own. And it was quite frightening thing to do, especially mm-hmm. when your American companies decide they they won't they like the idea, but they don't get it, and they're not going to fund it. You know, it's a yeah. <laughs> it is a little frightening. Uh, you know, in retrospect, I'm so glad I did it. And it's one of those things in life where you you know you could have gone the other way, the safe way, right? But later on, you look back and you're so happy you you did them artistically and. Uh, he introduced me to all that that band room full of blues back when they were still like the core band mm-hmm. um, you know and uh, got us opening up for the Rolling Stones oh with, my God. with that band wow you know, on three shows so yeah. amazing memories for sure yeah 
I just want to make a quick mention of Just Came Back, Off, Sudden Stop. It's actually when I first discovered you. And last month, I was in Nashville writing with Leanne and Daryl Burgess for my new album. And I interviewed them for Make Mm -hmm. a Scene. And of course, your name came up. And so I'm supposed to give you a huge hug. I wish I could do it in person, but it's going to be over the phone. So I'm sending it to you right now. (laughs) Nice, nice, nice. Crazy. (laughs) Well, well, we, you know, the guy who did Just Came Back... um, Joe Hardy just passed. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just passed at the tender age of uh, 66. Yeah. And um, he was uh, uh, just the smoking producer out of um, out of Arden. I recorded that record in Memphis, but he was initially, initially out of Kentucky. But um, he had he, been living in Houston for the last oh, over 10 years. And kind of was in a lot of ways Billy Gibbons left left you know um they did a lot of work together on those CZ Top records mm-hmm. so it's a terrible loss I, he he could make something he could make things pop out of a mix like like no one's business crazy eh? yeah so you that song wanted you know for single of the year that year um and I know that you're up for one what does it feel like when your name's called and you walk up on the stage for a Juno Award, like what's well, going through you your know, mind? There, <laughs> there's been such a change in venue from the times that I first started going. You know, the first the first Junos I I went at I went to, and I guess that would have been, <clears throat> geez, I don't even know now, eighty eight, eighty nine. Mm-hmm. Um, they were just kind of quieter. Uh, they were in usually a two thousand seat kind of soft seater, and they were just a little more personal. And they've kind of blown up into this big hockey ring thing, yeah. which is a little. <laughs> impersonal uh i I just kind of how personal it was but uh um, but it's it's amazing you know award shows are bizarre in that way because you know a lot of people you know a lot of people are against the whole idea because it's you know music is such such a subjective thing and one one person's heaven is another person's <laughs> hell. You hell, <know>? exactly. <laughs> so, oh, man. It's, you know, really hard place to put anyone in, and it's hard not to get caught up in it. And I think a lot of people have that aversion to it. On the other hand, it's much better to get an award than not to. Exactly. And anyway, that's human nature. So, <laughs> um, but it's nice, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. I mean, I. <clears throat> I've been up for quite a few over the years and you do have to not kind of think about it now, but I am glad that I've, I've had the opportunity to be on that side of it a few times. So Absolutely. Nice. Well, miles to go. We're going to go fast forward now. Um, this new album's fantastic. Absolutely love it. And Thank you've you. recorded nine new covers of your favorite artists, um, Howlin' Wolf, Muddy Waters, Blind Willie Johnson, Blind Lemon Jefferson, Little Willie John, Robert Johnson are just a few. And you've added two originals, which I'm going to play on the show today. When you're covering a song in the studio, what's your vision for production? And do you try and capture the same vibe as the original, or do you come at it with a contemporary point of view? Well, it depends what where you're at at the time. I mean, right now, on these two records, I think we try to uh, stand out by doing nothing different at all. and, and um, trying to really kind of make them uh, pretty honest um, vehicles for the song. You know, we let ourselves go outside a little bit, maybe modernize in phrasing or in attitude here and there. <clears throat> but I think generally it was a real opportunity to stay stay pretty close to the to the rules. Um, 
uh, have fun, but, but, um, you know, I think Dave Mazzaro is the co-producer and I really sat on the sounds, you know, it's so easy to get carried away with this, this modern, you know, so much stuff at, at your hands now. And, uh, but we basically just used an amp and we used one particular, uh, slightly, <clears throat> we used kind of one pedal for the whole thing. And we just, we would just add a little bit of grunge to it, you know, mm, really selectively. Yeah. So nice. that was new for me because I've, I've done rock records and other records where we're a little more abandoned with the tones. And so we were careful, careful um, in, in that regard. Okay, cool. Um, this is a quote from you. Blues has always been a pass it forward kind of thing. And it's also surprisingly hard to write. And so we have a lot of songwriters that listen to the show. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, um, uh, yeah, I just think, you know, uh, uh, there's so many great things about the blues. I think sometimes um, it's also uh, has, it can be subjected cliche, mm -hmm. cliche in lyric and, um, um, <clears throat> hard, you know, easy to, it's just hard to make it sound uh, like it's supposed to. And I think, you know, we're all critical on our own writing and, and uh, um, it's just that fine line sometimes and uh, to make it timeless. One song that used to always impress me by a friend that uh, Jerry, Jerry Lynn Williams, who wrote um, uh, Standing on the Edge of Love and I'm Just About to Slip and Fall. He wrote that one and B.B. King covered it. And when B.B. King did it, I didn't even know it jerry at the time and i heard it and i'm like a perfect song for him wow. and then i heard it was uh jerry's song and it was just an example of uh you know a guy writing a song in the mid 80s that just sounded like it was it was uh just you know sounded right in there you know and i guess that's uh it's not it shouldn't always be your aim sometimes you gotta just let loose and say whatever you want to say mm -hmm. but i guess just try to stay away from cliches, you yeah. know, in title and in, and in, in thought, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what inspires you to write original your original music? And you write the lyrics first, the melody. I know that's an age-old question, but it's always interesting. I love asking um, writers how they how they come at a song. It kind of depends on the situation. And, you know, I tend to write more songs with, like, another co-writer um, than I do on my own, although... Um, I will remain on this record I wrote on my own. So it, it happens and it has happened over the years. And sometimes it's just, a, we have a song called 40 Light Years on this record. And it was really a title I just had scratched down. You know, you know how it is. You, you're, you're walking along and you go, oh, well, that's an interesting title. Yeah. And, the, and, and the rule I've taught myself is it's always interesting enough to stop and write it down because if you don't, you forget it. You totally. always think, I won't forget it this time. That's what the <laughs> iPhone know? is for. Get your iPhone out. It's like, la, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> that's it and although we were looking for kind of a, a groovy jj kalish groove on it um the title really set us off and, and sometimes it's just those little things you know and it's not that like i said in the past if it ain't the lyric and it's, it's just gonna sound really cool <laughs> <laughs> you know that's a whole other thing you know? yeah for sure i'd actually i'd like to play i will remain right now from miles to go i'm here with colin james and you're listening to make a scene canada on pacific northwest radio
the darkest night Just before the break of day When you need someone To help you find a way When all is gone I'll help you carry on I will remain When all seems lost And you don't know where to turn And all the white lines On the highway blur Just call my name And let me ease the pain I will remain night comes down again Don't you worry Don't you worry about a thing I'm not alone Call me on the phone I will You know you're not alone All right, so Colin, you co-produced Miles to Go, obviously, with Dave. How long did it take to put that album together? Um, just the same as we did with Blue Highways, you know, getting the majority of the record together was a snap and in, in that we over-recorded, um, you know, because sometimes you can visualize what you think a song is going to sound like until you get there, so even with covers. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you might want to try it in, in G and then A and then A flat mm-hmm. and you have all those kind of permeations and then sometimes things work and sometimes they don't. So I tend to look for way more songs than you need and give them a good call, good, give them a good try. And later on, it kind of starts telling you what, which are the ones that work. Um, so getting that done, we were doing that in two or three days. So the majority of the sounds and, and, and what goes on the record happens as a group right then and there. Uh, the trickier part, Dave also worked uh, in, in other uh, areas in, in the office where out of out of the management office and I manage that as well. So we're just finding the time to get back in and, and get it all right. Yeah. And I have a home studio which I've been doing my own stuff at for, you know, over ever since oh my God, ever since Little Big Band one, I've done my vocals and my guitar at home. Oh, that's fantastic. You know? 
so yeah, you run out of the studio, whip home, get them all done there, and then go back in and mix. But uh, do you yeah. do a lot of pre-production at home then before you go into the studio? Not a lot. No, only if we're writing, like you know, a typical home studio situation, drum machines and and, and the whatnot. But uh, mm. and sometimes the demos, you know, and often once in a while you get a demo that's better than what you can seem to get on record. <laughs> Can't figure out why. <laughs> What's it's always a good on? problem to have. Sometimes just you know, just you're there at the moment, kind of wins, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, you recorded at the Armory, beautiful studio. Mm-hmm, a few times. Um, do you prefer recording live off the floor, um, or do you prefer recording uh, by tracking? Like, what's your favorite way? G- generally, I, I, I like. I mean, even even with bed tracks, even on a more sophisticated record than a than a straight ahead you know, blues record. Um, uh, I, I, you know, I, I like both. There's elements of both, but generally, when you're looking for performance, you know, it's very rare we even go to a grid. There was a time when people were going to a grid on recording so they could punch in later on a bar of 58. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, that's nice, but sometimes uh, not worth it at mm-hmm. the end of the day. As long as you're not, as long as you don't sway crazy yeah, amounts too far of tempo over. changes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I prefer I prefer it the other way for sure. It always has more art. Yeah, that's cool. And uh can you give a shout out to the musicians in your band? Yeah, so we have kind of a bi well not bike bi coastal, but uh a lot of the guys are in the Hamilton area. Mm-hmm. Um and uh two of us are from out here uh in Vancouver as well as <clears throat> management side of the So uh, but the rest of the band is uh, Peltray on bass out of uh, Hamilton. We've got Jesse O'Brien out of Hamilton on uh, keyboards. We have um, Chris Cadell out of Toronto. Uh, he hosts this, uh, the Orbit Room is his haunt. Oh, cool. In, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, in Toronto. And um, we also have... Uh, 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 so that's that's the core band. We have Steve Mariner uh, from the band Mon- Monkey Junk joining us on on the whole tour. He he plays um, fantastic harmonica, of course, and he's he's been such an instrumental part of these records. He's just such an authentic Chicago blues harp player. Oh, so he's going to be on the whole trip, and we have Steve Hilliam on um, from here in Vancouver. Uh, he has been playing sax off and on with me uh, since Little Big Band too. And he's going to be uh, a single horn, uh, and then we'll have friends join us in different cities to play uh, a second horn. Nice. Miles yeah. to Go on Living Blues made the top 50 albums for 2018. That's so cool. Why did you choose yeah. the title um, Miles to Go? What did that mean to you to, to use that title as the album? Um, it, kind of, it kind of, you know, with, with Blue Highways, it started to kind of um, your mouth to go, you might as well stay in the same idea. You know, I. who knows what's coming next? I think, you know, we're kind of finding a bit of a pocket in, in, a, um, in the, in the blues niche, in, you know, uh, in the States and, and, uh, and in general. And, um, so I, we're not going to leave the idiom. Um, you know, we're going to, you know, stay there, but, um, you know, I've done two records of covers. I think we have to show some some change and some growth. So now I'll figure out exactly what what that looks like, and that's my that's my next job. But I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's uh, we got a couple ideas, and um, I love uh, love making records. So I can't wait for that. 
Well, it's this is your 19th album, and you've had such a wonderful career to date. So many people love you and your music. What's your favorite memory that you can share with me over the years? Something that stands out and you're just like, oh, my God, this happened, and it was just, like, unbelievable. Well, there's so many when it comes to... I know, to, sorry. Like, the making... <laughs> Well, the you know, the, in the making of records, you know, like just moments like when you walk by Emilio Harris for the very first time, you know, mm. like all the way up because you're both recording at the same place, and you're like, oh my god, yeah, <laughs> you no know, kidding. or or you know, when when Mavis Staples came down and sang on my record when we recorded in Nassau on the Bahamas at, at Compass Point, the same place that Bob Marley and so uh. many people talking heads and you know, uh, Roxy Music <clears throat> recorded there. And to have her there with this fantastic band, we, um, you know, with a you know Wadi Watel on guitar, mm. and Nikki Curry from Brian Adams' band on drums, and Hutch wow. uh, Hutchinson on bass. You know, just a, just you know moments like that. Uh, so many of those, you know, just like uh, you never you never dream you're going to meet some of these people, let alone uh, get to know them, and that's just fantastic. Yeah, no kidding. And then on the flip side, I, I love asking artists this question. What's the most insane show you've ever did? So anything from like a, a horrible green room disaster to a hurricane blowing down your show, what sticks out for you in your mind over the years? Well, my first cruise ship, I did a blues cruise. The very first one we did, and within the very first night, we went right into a gale, and there was like two feet of water on the on the oh my <laughs> on the God. deck for a while. They they got rid of it all, but it all happened really fast. So, I guess that's it. Uh, you know, the craziest one. That's pretty nuts. You're but, like, no uh, man overboard. <laughs> Why yeah. say my guitar? Well, I mean, apart, yeah. yeah. I think one of my most surreal ones in, in some ways was this beautiful night at the Gorge um, in uh, Washington State, and uh, just beautiful natural amphitheater. And uh, Carlos, I opened up for Carlos for Santana that night. Jeez, nice. And uh, Santana got me up for The Healer, the one that he had done with uh, Charlie Hooker. Mm. And, you know, growing up listening to Carlos, uh, and be able to sit there to play with them that night with the sun going down, this natural setting. That was, that was a fantastic. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> a few months ago, I interviewed Jeff Martin from the Tea Party, and the other day his bandmate Stuart posted on Facebook an old rejection letter from a record company and said, never give up. So for me as an indie artist, it was super inspirational for me to to read that. I got to ask you, did you ever get a rejection letter from a major? And if yes, do you still have it? Mm, you know, I, no. Because oh, things kind of happened. I didn't really, I never even thought about making records. Hmm. So things started happening and then rolling and then I got signed so um that all happened so fast that uh there was no time for uh, a rejection I, letter <laughs> yeah and it never really occurred to me that made that something I should think about doing mm-hmm. I don't know why hmm. <laughs> oh yeah I could make records too yeah, yeah I just wanted to play guitar and sing and I had to talk about it 
Okay, cool. Now, we also have somebody else in common. So um, when I was at the Jeff Martin concert, somebody yelled at me and my keyboard player um, husband, Mark Gladstone, and he yelled, hey, head. And it was really out of context because we weren't in make him a costume like normal, right? And I didn't know this person. And Tim Blunt came over and said that he actually loves my band head. And I later found out that he works for you on your tour. So it's such a small world, yeah, yeah. and I'm not going to give you a hug from him because you're going to be seeing him pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We see we see each other a fair amount. Nice. He's such a great guy. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah we become he is, friends. Too. We worked together years ago, and then we went for a few years without working together, and now he's working. We're doing it again. So uh, nice. A lot, lot of miles. A lot okay. of miles. Yeah. <laughs> now here's a heavy topic <laughs> that I want to get your insight on, if you don't mind. Ageism is a huge topic of discussion in the music industry, and I'm going to quote you on this one. In your bio, you mention blues is the only genre where you can maintain a youthful or a young profile at the age of 53. And so why do you think that blues performers and I think also jazz performers are readily accepted at 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, whatever, whereas somebody in their 40s and up in a rock or pop band are either not taken seriously, perhaps ridiculed, and possibly even criticized for their passion. So I just want to get your idea on that. Yeah. Uh, well, I can only, I can only speak. I mean, I, it, obviously some music m- might, um, might age better in certain people's hands than others. Um, I mean, if, if I get, and, 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 and I, God bless people who see it right through yeah. no matter what, whether it's, whether it's John Lydon singing, uh, God save the queen, uh, or, or, or who it would be. But, uh, you, you do your thing and you hope that what you're doing will make sense, um, uh, with who you are. Mm-hmm. And I guess you know that pretty quickly. Um, uh, so I don't. I really don't know. Uh, I'm just glad I picked the one I picked. <laughs> 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 and <not> K-pop. <laughs> this could be a new move for you, Colin. It's like K-pop. I see you. I see you over in the Philippines yeah. doing some crazy K-pop yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. If my show is based on synchronized dancing, I'd be in serious trouble. Totally. Oh my God, that would be amazing. <laughs> So I know we're kind of getting to the end of the interview, but it's time for the make a scene response game. So I'm going to say a word and I want you to say one word, whatever comes to mind. Are you game? Sure. Okay. Amp. Guitar. Strings. Wow. (laughs) Broken. Green room. Waiting. Stage wear. Black jeans. Groupies. (laughs) No. <laughs> Politics. <laughs> Never. Social media. Uh, how's ah? Can you put that? That's my that's my answer. <laughs> Family. Yes. Yeah, and love. <laughs> Much. Oh, yeah, I don't know what to say. That's great. <laughs> I have to ask you: Do you, do you tweet? Um, do I? Not, not really. Okay, you've got a not, team not doing stuff, and not, not as a tweet. Usually in, in conjunction with uh, with something else. Okay, cool. There, our power just went back on. Oh yeah! Have you been doing it in the dark? Yeah. 
nice. We know we had a power outage, but we're in the middle of a beautiful sunny day here. I know. It's I'm in Vancouver too and it's gorgeous out. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but the power north band had to get shut off today. Oh. Yeah. So so um it just came back on. Oh cool. Okay. Right on. Yeah. So <laughs> you are <laughs> You're on Facebook and Instagram, so fans can follow you there. But I want to talk about your tour now. So the Miles to Go tour starts March 17th in Victoria. You go and play Nanaimo, two shows, and then you're here in Vancouver on the 21st. You're going to Kamloops, uh-huh. Prince George, Kelowna, Calgary, Edmonton, Regina, Winnipeg, Thunder Bay, North Bay, Hamilton, Toronto, London, Peterborough, Kingston, Quebec City, Fredericton, St. John's, uh, Moncton, Charlottetown, oh getting tired, and Halifax. Now, <laughs> yeah. that's huge. So, I know. So hopefully um, the show is, is all over Canada. So whoever is going to catch you in their, their uh, location, that would be great. Just go online and find him. But on those days in between, besides travel, I mean, looking at your schedule, it's nuts. It's it's really tight. But is, are there any things that you like to do or try to do when you're out there and you have some time? Oh, no. I mean, it, it's usually so tight, it's really hard to, you know, you always have best intentions. You're going to go to the art gallery there. You're going to, you know, mm-hmm. you're lucky just to get enough sleep. To I find it's really, you get in that mode and it's, Basically, just head down and go. Yeah. <laughs> you may have a day off, but that's usually laundry day or, yeah. you know, something banal, you know. Rest. Um, yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, it looks like it's going to be fun. It'll be really great to get these, uh, in this great little band together on uh, have a good time. That's yeah, going to be amazing. So people can go to your website, colinjames.com, to get tour information. And the site is great. It's super easy. On your tour page, people can purchase tickets for upcoming shows as well. There's a store there where they can purchase your music, your new album, Miles to Go, merch. I like the pick pack. Very cool and convenient for your fans. <laughs> so in, You have looked at it. Yeah, I have. I've been, I've been stalking you <laughs> for the last day or two. <laughs> So, in this current musical atmosphere where musicians are recording original music and some are able to record at home, the market is flooded with countless bands of all levels of talent and tons of music for consumers to sift through. So, what advice would you give to musicians and recording artists that haven't made that name for themselves yet to kind of get above that noise and to get some attention? Uh, see, that's a really tough question. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you know. Theoretically, you're doing what you love, mm-hmm. whoever you are. Yeah. And um, um, you know that that that's really got to be enough to get it above the noise because you don't want to uh, do things just for the sake of doing them to get above. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that's not what you what you're into. So you got to watch out what you know uh, what you do there. So um, I don't know what that that answer is. You know, be open and. You know, uh, really, it's a hard combo. You know, there's never really, most people I know really never had a plan there. It's just kind of, um, sadly, it's kind of blind faith sometimes. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, okay. I, I guess just you know, you got to just be there when the luck when the luck comes around your way. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm really looking forward to seeing you at the Orpheum on the 21st of March. And everybody listening, get your tickets and come out and make a scene with Colin James. And remember to visit colinjames.com for all you need to follow Colin. Colin, thank you so much for being on the show tonight and uh, looking forward to seeing your show in Vancouver. 
Awesome. And uh, yeah, so now name's new album, and you're listening to Make a Scene on Pacific Northwest Radio. On the dashboard, baby, take a ride and come on There's nothing left to lose but the moon Now the money's all gone and When you get back, you get back down Wait all night for you to come around I'd like to get to know you, but you're 40 light years away Come a little closer, but you're falling light years away. What you gonna do, honey, now that the sun's gone down? Trying to find love when you're living in one horse town I've had the blues for 14 days Cause there's a hole in the sky and it's here to stay I'd like to get to know you but you're 40 light years away I wanna get to know you but you're 40 light years away
Thanks for hanging out with me tonight. There is so much music happening in Canada, and I'm proud to be playing songs from artists from our beautiful country. Bands send me two to three songs mastered to PacificNorthwestRadio at gmail.com, and please include a short bio and any upcoming news or gigs, and make sure they're labeled with your name and song title. Otherwise, they go into the no-name song pile, and that's where they live throughout eternity. Leave the station on 24-7. It's music online all the time. And you can find your favorite program at PacificNorthwestRadio.com. And if you miss a show, you can download it on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes. It's all there waiting for you. It was so good talking to Colin James. Don't forget to find out all about his upcoming tour. You can go to his website at ColinJames.com. Big shout out to my make a scene sponsor, Sheldon Zaharko from Zed Productions. All you rock stars are ready to record your new album or single. Check out Zed Productions at SheldonZaharko.com. The music that you're listening to right now is from my band Head, recorded with Sheldon, and you can hear more Head at headmusic.ca. Join us on both Make a Scene pages at Make a Scene BC on Facebook. One is a group page where you can list your upcoming shows so I can promote them. And the other at Make a Scene Canada is my radio show page. Don't forget to listen in every Tuesday to Make a Scene here on Pacific Northwest Radio to discover your favorite song or artist. I'm Sherelle Jardine, musician and music lover. You can find me on Twitter at Sherelle Jardine, on Instagram at Make a Scene BC and on Facebook. Go check out some live music this week. Only you can prevent more venues from closing and take a second and share artists that you discover on social media. Let's make a scene in 2019.